Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Level Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Grayson Seegers. It's good to be back with you today. Um, we truly hope and truly desire that you are excited to be back with us. Um, and we have been building for the last five weeks towards something. We wanted to get somewhere with it. And today, we're finally going to get to it, finally going to be able to talk about it. And I hope it'll be good. I hope it'll be a help to you. Um, but before we do that, let's go ahead and do the housekeeping. Number one, make sure you find us on Facebook. Uh, like us there and and share the post. When the posts air and the posts drop every Thursday morning, go ahead and share them if you want to. Uh, uh, share them with your friends because you've got friends I'm not friends with and and you know and or whatever and and i can share them all i want to but you know and then share it with other people there but also look and um on instagram and follow us there at levelground.22 um we're trying sporadically to to post on instagram and facebook best we can um and just every now and again we'll find a time and we just kind of get in there and and try to uh, uh post something to at least give some content there as well um, if any of you want a Bible, anybody, I don't care who you are, where you're from, if you want a Bible, reach out to us. We'd be more than happy uh, to get you a copy of God's Holy Word for free, completely free of charge. We want to do that for you. That is, uh, when we were praying about the podcast, the number one goal was to, to spread the gospel. And then my next thought was there might be some people out there that don't have a copy of the word of God. And, and then I got to pray and, and that's really a burden on our hearts. So don't, if you're listening to this, you don't have a copy of God's holy word, reach out to us. We'll get you a copy. Everything will be good. I know we live in a day and time where nobody wants to ask for anything. They don't want to reach out or, and, and all of these things. They don't want to be made to feel like, uh, maybe they should or, or whatever. But I'm telling you, honestly, we would love to get you a copy uh, of the Bible. But um, I, I tell you, we've been thinking about this episode for so long now that we've kind of, uh, we've been studying and, and everything. And, and I hope that today we don't really shortchange the excitement that we've built or, or the anticipation that we've built. Um, but it, it's really, we got to looking at it today and studying it and and all the deep part, the real, real deep uh, uh, theology of it, I guess you'd say, really come five weeks ago um, and started five weeks ago. And now, as we've went on, we've took a 30,000-foot view at a lot of these things, and we've looked down at it. And and where we're at right now, I mean, what we've gotten to, what our purpose is, is really so very simple. But we lived into a day and time um where you know it, it's almost like everybody in the world everybody all around uh is constantly especially in young adults and and teenagers we're and, and me I'm, I'm speaking from from the view of a young adult um and i'll be 25 in june and and so i'm i'm seeing these things myself as well we're constantly trying to find our purpose as young people, as young adults, as as teenagers, in school you might be fi- trying to decide when you start getting 
uh, well, I'll say it this way. For me, at least, when I was in ninth grade, I was looking toward turning 15 so that I could get my driver's license or 15 so I could get my learner's license, and that was my purpose. Then after that, it was turning 16 so I could get my driver's license. That was my purpose. After that, it turned into what is my purpose for life? Am I going to go to school? Am I going to go into the workforce? What am I going to do? After I graduated, I started working and, and started getting into some different trades, and and I was trying to figure out you know what job I like the best. Is this the purpose? Is this my purpose is to be – uh, to be a fellow who helps another guy weed eat. Is, is this my purpose to help another fellow uh, do heating and air, to do heating and air? Is it my purpose to do electrical work? Uh, whatever the things are, and, and I'm an electrician now, and, and I'll be 100% honest. A lot of days I sit back and I do think to myself, is being an electrician really my purpose? Is... What I'm doing right now in this moment in time, at this point in my life, is that really my purpose? There's a lot of people, you see these army ads and and uh, military ads, and you see all these these different ads for different, uh, different workplaces, and whether it's on the radio or on TV or on social media, wherever you see them, they're all saying, you know, well, you'll make a fine person out of yourself if you do this. If you join the army, you'll make a fine person out of yourself, and and yes, there's some people that it's good for them to enter into the military. It's good for them to go work at this certain factory. And that's where they're going to be. And as far as work life is concerned, that's their purpose. Or, or they feel like maybe that's where their career is going to be. But there always is going to be a, um, a thought in the back of our mind, is this really my purpose? And I hope I don't sound like a broken record. I, there's some people out there, and and this is going to sound kind of funny, I guess, when I say it, but there's some people out there that that their job or they feel like their purpose for their life is to save the trees, and they're going to do whatever they can to save the trees. They're going to go to the beach and pick up plastic so they can save the sea turtles. And, and there's some people that's going to try to do um, maybe these things and, and, and maybe – help with suicide awareness and they're going to help with that or or mental health awareness and they're going to help and do fundraisers for that or or maybe their their per they feel like their purpose for life is volunteering at a soup kitchen and and the list goes on and on and on and on and on and all of those humanitarian acts are are very good um they all have their own right i i feel like that we should we should honestly we should try our best to take care of god's creation we should um, and we should do all of these things. We should help other people. But ultimately, at some point in time, there will always be a question in our mind, is this really our purpose? Is this really my purpose? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing with my life right now? And you may be asking yourself this question, and and you may be wondering, well, what is my? What am I supposed to do with my life? Well, right here where I'm at, you might be depressed. You might be uh, worried, feel like you have no use, you have no value to society. But I assure you that you do. And you might think, well, I'm not great, and I'm not a great person. I'm not a great speaker. I don't uh, sing good. I, even in the church, I feel like I have no place. But God laid out in his word that each one of us has a purpose. Now, and we, we might even do 
do this another day, do an episode on this another day. But the Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we talked last week about, uh, I believe it was last week, about about a creator loving his creation and and talked about a, a, a man who would uh, invent some new computer and and those things and how he loves that. But he created that item. He created whatever that, that product is. And, and he, I believe he put his all into creating it and created it for a purpose. And God done the same thing with us. But we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We're, we are, God took the time, and that doesn't mean God was scared when he was making us. Don't, don't understand that the wrong way. What that means is that God was serious when, he come, when it come down to, to making man. It wasn't a time for him to play games. He's not just like snap of the finger, oh hey, let's make man and and see how bad they mess up. That was that was not the goal. What the ultimate goal was was to make a creation that was its purpose was to worship him and to be with him and he was to love them and they were to uh, and they were to love and worship him. And he took and he took time to make man out of the dust of the earth, and he formed them out of the dust of the earth. I, I, a lot of times, I think about God when He formed man, and I read that scripture. My mind kind of kind of runs, and and I think about it in a way of when you were little and or at least when I was little, every now and again I'd get a can of, or a, a container of Play-Doh or a container of Silly Putty or, or anything like that, and I would take and I would try my best to mold that into something and to form it into something that was a work of art that was my little masterpiece. And God done the same thing with us. He, When he made us, he made us into a work of art. There will never be anybody else that can create man from scratch. There will never be anybody else who can uh, who can maybe take and and make an, a form of art this beautiful and and this intricate. Our, our body and what the body does, and you think about like anatomy and and biology and how the body works and how the brain controls the entire body and and how the each body part has its own certain function nobody else can can uh can repeat that nobody else can redo that nobody else can copy that i guess is what i'm trying to say so intricate down to even the very dna how it's got millions and millions of strands and and it, each one of them's formed in their own different way. And God done that. Because me and you, the listener, were fearfully and wonderfully made. And if we were fearfully and wonderfully made, we were given a purpose. There, there'd be no sense, and anybody that's ever made anything, they've made it for a purpose. Whether that purpose was to use as some type of tool, whether that purpose was to help in day-to-day life or whatever the thing. Each thing that's ever been created ever has a purpose and has a use. I've got a table right here. And even though this table doesn't move, this table doesn't, I can't mash a button on this table and this table do anything, the use of this table table and the purpose of this table is to hold all of the recording equipment. 
And without this table, it would be a whole lot less comfortable to work in this in this environment. And and so here we are, we've led up to this. And we've talked about how we've been depraved and separated from God. We've the the sense of depravity and how depravity had taken hold of us and because of sin had separated us from God. We talked about reconciliation, how that through Jesus Christ we were brought back to the Father. We've also talked about justification, how that because of sin again we were found guilty. But God granted us a full pardon. We've talked about God's grace and how that He showed us unmerited favor. We didn't do anything to earn it. We didn't we'll never do anything to earn it, and we didn't do nothing to deserve it, but He showed it to us anyways through his son, Jesus Christ. We talked about God's mercy and how how in order for him to be just, there was punishment that had to be served, but in order for him to still be merciful, he had to do something. And again, he sent his son. Everything that involves the church, I don't care where you're from, who you are, what, what you believe, the first thing we've got to nail down Ultimately, the first thing that needs to be nailed down in anybody's life, that even if you're a, a Christian just starting out or if if you've been in church your whole life or if you're just contemplating on this, where you really have to get this nailed down at in order to be a Christian and to be born again and to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and you have to realize that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He was 100% God and 100% man, and He was sent... For you and I to be the price that was paid for our sin. And then we talked about the love of God and how that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And all of these things are puzzle pieces and they go together and they create a beautiful picture that all ultimately leads to our purpose. And here we are, we're in the last piece and we're going to try to try our best today to sit down and put this piece, this very last piece into the puzzle and hope that you can see the picture all the way around and and you look at this and you see these things and how that you look at depravity and you look at the sense of guilt condemnation even that was on us and those two fit together well if you've got that and and i'll just say this if there's no such thing as god and there's truly not a higher being then what gives us the right to say what's just and what's unjust if if I'm sitting here and I'm saying that there is no supreme being, no higher being, and I say that I don't believe in God or I say all of these things, then anybody else's opinion on anything is just as equally right as what my opinion is. And we've lived into a society where nobody wants to be wrong. We've lived into a, a cookie-cutter uh, little uh, pacified society. And, and yes, that that's a very hard way to say it, but it's the truth. A society has grown to be pacified, and who do you pacify? A baby. And to keep us from crying, to keep society from crying, there's just a big old pacifier been shoved in society's mouth to where that pacifier is, oh, we just agree with everybody, and nobody's wrong, and everybody's right. And that is the worst thing that has ever happened to society as a whole. And there are times where me and another person might have differing opinions 
but neither one of them are wrong. But it's on a, a small problem. It's on a small thing. On the big scheme of things, what separates right from wrong and good from bad, there has to be something at the top sitting there, setting the rules, making the rules, so that there is a standard set. If there is no standard, then we might as well just go and do whatever we want to because our version of right and somebody else's version of right, they're just the same. My version of of doing right may be stealing something. And if that and if that's the case, and we'll go a step farther, if that's the case and everybody has their own version of right and wrong and there's not supremely one authority, then good morals and bad morals have went out the window, which in turn means that nothing practically is illegal. There's nothing practically that's against the law. And most of and I know some of our laws, at least in the United States, they're odd or whatever, but some of them are good. There are things that you do that criminals do that should be punished. And we all say that those are bad, but if there's nobody, if there's nothing that sets the standard for that, then what's it all for? So here we are. We believe in a supreme being, and we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who was sent for us and that we were in a state that was depraved and that was guilty of sin. And here we have the pieces coming together. Well then, through Jesus Christ, we obtained grace and mercy and His love, just three attributes of many, so that we might be reconciled, so brought back to our Father. Think about it this way. We were taken and put in a place and we were separated from our family, our real family. And didn't even think that there would be a way that we would make it back to them. But all of a sudden somebody came, they said, here you are, I bought your ticket, let's go see your family again. That's the same thing that happened. And then you look at justification, it's the same thing as if the president was to sign and grant a presidential pardon and release us from all guilt. And all of these things are put together because we are God's creation. And then you're probably asking, what does any of this have to do with my purpose? What is my purpose? Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verses 18 and 19. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And hath given us, given to us the ministry of reconciliation. I want you to remember that the ministry of reconcilia- reconciliation. To wit, now that means as like or even as or anything like that. So to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Grayson, what is my purpose? What what truly is my God-given purpose as a born-again child of God? God has given you the ministry of reconciliation. God has given you a ministry of your own, whether you are a preacher, whether you are a teacher, whether you are a singer, whether you're somebody that thinks you have no talents whatsoever. God has given you a purpose so that you might serve Him 
And because you were fearfully and wonderfully made and created and formed from the dust of the earth, God give this to you through his son, Jesus Christ. You might be saying, well, what is the ministry of reconciliation? Now let's look, and I'm going to go ahead and read. We've only got four verses today, and I mean, wow, you know, that's a lot different than normal, but it doesn't take the whole Bible in just a few seconds to explain to us what our true purpose is. And you might be and and like I said, you're you're asking, what is the ministry of reconciliation? Well, we know that reconciliation or what reconciliation is from the previous podcast episodes and even from earlier. But let's take it a step further and look at Matthew chapter number 28, 19 through 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now, we, if you've been in church and read the Bible any length of time, you understand and know that this is known as the Great Commission. This is the instructions that Jesus Christ left to his disciples and left to us. It's printed in, in the Word of God that that was what their job was to be, was to go out into all the world and to preach and to teach and to baptize and to spread the gospel. And he left that, and then after he left them those, those directions, he also said, Tarry ye here until ye be endued with power from on high, he told them, in the upper room over there. And so they stayed there, and when the Spirit of God come down and abode with them in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, and the first real indwelling of the Spirit of God happened as far as the Spirit of God coming and staying. Then soon after that, or immediately after that, Peter began to preach. And he began to preach one of the greatest messages of all time that had ever been preached. And he began to spread the gospel to the Jews that were around. And even though what Peter was preaching was a hard message to the Jew, the Lord added unto the church such as should be saved. Now you're saying, Grayson, what is my purpose? Your purpose is the ministry of reconciliation. Well, what is the ministry of reconciliation? Spreading the, uh, spreading the gospel and fulfilling the Great Commission. Preaching and teaching and telling folks and witnessing to folks that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came, died for our sins, rose again on the third day, so that we might not only be brought back to the Father, but we would be given a home in heaven. And quite simply, and we could stop right here, and this is enough to tell you what your true purpose is. And you might not be somebody like a great evangelist, Billy Graham. You might not be like Billy Graham. You may not be like Charles Stanley. You may not be like... Uh, any of these other great preachers, Martin Luther, you, you may not be like any of them and do any big moves in the church and you there might not be any grand things come from anything that you do. But what would be worth it is if somebody you work with, somebody you run across sometime, God opened the door 
and you begin to witness to them and tell them, hey, Jesus loves you, God loves you, and because he loved you, this is what he's done for you. And he's given you a way of escape and a way out of that awful place called hell and give you a pardon from the punishment that you uh, that you were facing. And if you will have a personal relationship with him, then you'll be forgiven of your sins. What we've been doing for the last five weeks, not only have we been trying to build up to this, but without you even knowing it, what was being said to you, if you had listened to the previous episodes, was the fulfillment of the ministry of reconciliation, was the fulfillment of the Great Commission. You might be saying, well, Grayson, you're just saying that because you've done it. No, if you listen to anybody and they're telling you anything about being saved and anything about being forgiven of your sins through Jesus Christ, that's the only way to heaven is, is through Jesus Christ. We've said it and we've said it and we've said it and we, were, we will continue to say it. But anybody that talks about any of those things, they're fulfilling in that moment their God-given purpose and fulfilling the ministry that was given to them and fulfilling the Great Commission. And I tell you this, we're not, the, the Bible doesn't say here, oh, well, you've got to help in all of these shelters. The Bible doesn't say that you've got to save the turtles. The Bible doesn't say you got to save the trees. The Bible doesn't say you ought to do any of these humanitarian acts. Those are good things. But I guarantee you this, if when you were doing these humanitarian acts, if you found a time, whatever that you felt that your calling in life was physically, if you took the time somewhere in there to talk about the Lord, to spread the gospel, then truly you'd be fulfilling your God-given purpose. We've all got talents and we've all got different things that we, we may do. We've all got different places we're going to go and the people that I can't reach, one of you that are listening right now can. The people that will never speak to me, will never talk to me, will never even give me the time of day, one of you that's listening, they might hear your presentation of the gospel. And then they decide, hmm, there's something to this thing. I want what they have. Even right now, I can tell you of multiple people that I know that are hungry and searching for something, but they refuse to listen to what I would say. And that's nothing against them. But one of you may very well know these people, may run across their path, and if you truly fulfill the Great Commission and abide in that God-given purpose that you have, those very people that may not even listen to me will in turn be saved. This is the importance, and this is the we've talked and how good it is to know that you have a purpose. I want to say this before I go any further. You may be sitting in a place right now ready to end it all, say, I have no purpose, there is no use for my life. Why do I even try? God has given you a purpose and has assured you that you have a job to do. And I want to encourage you, don't give up. 
Because even when it seems like that there's people that are better than you, if you are saved, you have a job. We talked about the body of Christ and how each member of the body had their own purpose. This is where we're at again. You have your own purpose, and it's essential for the body of Christ. You are essential for the effectual working of the body of Christ. And I want to say this. If you're saved and you think you're you're doing good, and this is bold and this is brass, but we're going to say it. If you think that you're doing good just by sitting on the pew and sitting there with your arms folded, listening to the preacher preach, getting up and then through the rest of the week, you don't mention it to nobody. You don't mention about the Lord. You don't fulfill your God-given purpose. Then you yourself are making the body less effective. Grayson, that's hard. It's the truth. And you know what's even sadder? Here I am saying this to you. And the reason I know these things is because I've been in that very place. But when I found myself not only going to church and doing what the Lord wanted me to do, but I was fulfilling that God-given purpose He had for me and doing these things and witnessing to these people, I noticed a difference. And I tell you this, there's going to come a day where I'm going to have to give an account to the Lord. And if that be the case, I want to be the one that stands before God and says, I've tried my very best. I may not have always done it, but I've at least tried. And I want the same thing for you. If God has given you a task to do, if God has told you, go talk to your coworker, go talk to your friend, go talk to your family, I can assure you that God will open the door, God will take care of you, and the Lord will reward you for that. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. And one of these days, you do what God wants you to do, and you're saved. You'll get to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I'd rather hear God be proud of me than him not. And we may not today, this may not be a very long episode at all, but we just wanted to leave this with you as an encouragement to carry on, to go and to do And I want to say this, and maybe we'll go ahead and start landing the plane right here and go ahead and start closing out for the evening. I want to just kind of close it with this statement and with this remark. In finding Jesus, so when you receive Jesus Christ, you in turn find your purpose. And that purpose is spreading the gospel, his death, burial, and resurrection. And how he can bridge the gap. And he will bridge the gap between you, the individual, and God the Father. And Jesus Christ is the bridge made from one to the other. God the Father the creator of all mankind, the one who created you, who wants to have a relationship with you and wants to see you working and doing and look down and say, hey, you know what? I made that. I created that. And they're trying their best to do what I created them to do. 
And ultimately, at the end of the day, you want to find your purpose, first thing you do is find the Lord. You find Jesus Christ. And ultimately, you will find your purpose. And if you know Jesus Christ today, then reach out. Call upon the Lord and ask Him. Say, Lord, I want to fulfill my purpose for your life. For, I want to fulfill your purpose for my life. Point me in the right direction. I've had to do the same thing. I've had to ask God to take and to turn me and to push me in the right direction so I knew which way to go. We've asked time and time again, me personally, I've asked God time and time again, what, why am I even here? Am I even a use to be in this place, to be in this church, to be around these people? Am I, am I even doing anything for you? And then all of a sudden he led me to this scripture and let me know that even on the days where I feel like to everybody else in the world that I'm useless. Even on those days, I still have a purpose. I still have a ministry. I still have something to do for the Lord. And we, we're we going to go ahead and start closing it out today. And I know it was probably short and was probably sweet, but we really hope that this has encouraged you in the Lord and this has pushed you and give you a drive to go and work for the Lord, to go and do for the Lord. And I assure you, that if you don't give up and you try your best to do what God's called you to do, he'll make a difference. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Send us an email. We want to hear from you. And if you need a Bible, reach out to us. We'll get you a Bible. But until next time, stay grounded, my friends.